was the last time you were on a trusted mission? A mission you not only trusted, but a mission you have been entrusted with. If we've been some of the fortunate ones, we've we've been in those kinds of jobs, roles where we felt this incredible alignment between what it is we're doing and the mission values and expectations and the goal of the organization that we're working for. I've been there and, and frankly, I'm there again today. It's, it's never perfect as we all might change a few small things that would make it feel even more aligned for us. But in the end, we believed deeply in the mission, found our own place within it and everything just lined up. Do you remember those moments? Are you in a role like that now? If not, why not? If not right now, how might you get back to that level of engagement and trust to a place where you are deeply trusted with the mission and you trust it at the same time? I'm Dr. Rob McKenna and welcome to the Wild Conversation where we make the best thinking in psychology, leadership and organizational science accessible to leaders who are willing to learn and edit for their sake and for the sake of others. And we opened this new series last week with a conversation regarding the foundation of trust. And we talked about trust as a relational process, a choice, a belief, a sacrifice, and something that must be maintained. It is one of the most powerful outcomes we can shoot for that is not only a goal, but also a means to achieving so many other personal and organizational outcomes we so deeply desire. And it is something that is not only personal and interpersonal, but it is also organizational. It is reinforced, encouraged, and maintained not only by our individual and group efforts to build it, but also by the systems and structures we set up. And building those systems that support the building of trust is not, sim it's not simply just said and done. It is lived and lived out. Building a mission we can trust involves building a culture that has the re relational integrity and authenticity necessary for trust to not only be established for the short term, but for the long term road and haul ahead. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, I don't know if you're a Seahawks fan. Not everybody is, but I am. And uh, there was an interview done with Pete Carroll that uh, who is just now going to move on from his role as head coach of the Seahawks. And I would encourage you to watch it. It was, he said some things that were so much of what Wild Leaders is about. He said this, he said, to be, to be the best you can be, you've got to figure out who you are. To maximize your authenticity and be true to yourself is something he said. He also said this. He said, if it wasn't fun, we weren't doing our job. And he said this about his time at USC that continued through his time at the Seahawks. He said this, we won so much that it ruined me for life. And uh, I can honestly say that I have had two teams that ruined me for life. And I'm in one of them now. And I thought about this, like one of the things that I, I hope inspire to my own life and leadership is that I look at the people that I get a chance to work with and I say, you know, if it had been this moment alone, that would have been enough. What if we could say that every day? If we died today, these people would have been enough. This mission would have been enough. So I would encourage you to check out that Pete Carroll interview and, and uh, just to some of the things that he said were very, they were so wild leaders, if we could build an organization, a mission like that. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect, but it is a great statement. And as we think about what it is that we must provide in order to build and establish and motivate ourselves and others toward a mission we can trust, I want to suggest that it includes at least three things. Consistency, courage, and character. Consistency. These are the patterns we share. 
Can you imagine trusting someone or something that is continually changing and where you have no idea where that thing is going to be next? Peter Drucker, who some call the father of management and a professor during my time at Claremont Graduate University, he said this, to trust a leader, it is not necessary to like her, nor is it necessary to agree with her. Trust is the conviction that a leader that a leader means what she says. It is a belief in integrity. A leader's actions and a leader's professed beliefs must be congruent or at least compatible. Effective leadership, he said. And again, this he said, this is very old wisdom. It's not based on being clever. It is based primarily on being consistent. And this is, these are my thoughts. Consistent, 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 repeated, expected, predictable. Those are my words. He goes on to say effective leadership. He says this, right? It's not about being clever. It is primarily about being consistent. There is something about consistency that is absolutely critical if we are to understand trust at a much deeper level. And while change is certainly something that most of us must embrace, change and the speed of change we are now experiencing may also be the cause of our epidemic of trust. As human beings, consistencies and patterns are a foundational building block when it comes to trust. When something or someone is changing all the time, it becomes impossible to trust. And this is the paradox of integrity and change. Uh, Edgar Schein, one of the greatest thought leaders on leadership and culture of our generation, said this about culture and about organizational change. He said this. He described change as a fundamental shift in an organization's culture, and he defined culture this way. A pattern of shared basic assumption that the group learned as it solved its problems of external adaptation and internal integration. So adapting to the external and then creating some integration on the internal parts of our organization that's worked well enough to be considered valid. And therefore, listen to this, to be taught to new members as the correct way to perceive, to think and feel in relation to those problems. A strong culture is defined by patterns, by consistent repetitions that work for us. And that is taught to new people as the way to perceive, to think, to feel, and even to behave. And culture requires, I love this stuff, you all. Culture requires consistent patterns and a mission we can trust. <laughs> can you tell by the way that I'm talking about this? And a mission we can trust is a mission that is consistent and stands the test of time. It's one of the reasons that it's difficult to embrace a leader who lacks an awareness of an organization's history. History is so important from a leadership perspective. Those cultural artifacts, some of, some good and maybe some bad, are the storyline that informs the consistent patterns we see today that are important reminders and those that we might change without becoming panders of peace or change mongers. Like in the end, a mission we can trust will be rooted in our history and will be passed on not only through systems and processes that are in alignment with the mission, but also in alignment with the stories that we tell. And when the stories we tell our water cooler gossip and Peter or Mary as about Peter or Mary, as opposed to the courageous decisions that Peter and Mary are making, we have a cultural problem and the trust epidemic epidemic has taken root. And according to Shine, the truest and most whole manifestation of that culture comes from the invisible things, the assumptions. A culture we can trust is built on behavioral assumptions that are consistent with what we say about ourselves as an organization, like an iceberg that includes artifacts and mission statements on the wall that appear above the surface. And those things matter. But if those statements and artifacts aren't in line with the assumptions underneath the surface, trust is diminished and damaged. And in too many cases, 
No one is talking about that misalignment because they're either too afraid or the unspoken assumption is that we don't question things. This is the power of a mission we can trust, a mission we are connected to, and a mission that is aligned with the artifacts, the processes, the statements, and the unspoken assumptions, and building a culture that is both consistent and editing takes courage. That's my second thing, is courage. When I uh, talked about that Pete Carroll interview with my brother, one of the things that he said is he said, he's a great human. He's a great human. And it's interesting. I'm not saying Pete Carroll's perfect in any way. But what does it mean to be a great human? To be someone who is rooted. You know, the word human has its roots in from the dirt. Like the word humility, to lower oneself. So literally lower oneself to, the, to not have an, an elevated perception of oneself. To be a great human, to see other people, to have a strong sense of ourselves. And that takes courage. We will trust a mission that comes from a, a leader with the courage to lift the veil to be their vulnerable and humble self and a mission that will never sacrifice service and love for the sake of a buck. It has to come from a courageously vulnerable leader and it takes vulnerability. Adam Grant said this, he said, building trust comes from taking risks together, being vulnerable in situations that are sometimes stressful. He goes on to say that vulnerability can build trust, but it can also make it easier for people to take advantage of you. How do you know when it's safe to be vulnerable? Why in the world does trust require vulnerability? Trust requires vulnerability because whole, deep, and sustaining trust requires that I know you, that I see you, and that I, you more fully see me. And to see each other after removing the veils we hide behind means that we must know who we are and who we aspire to be that we have not become, and we share it with each other. This is why courage matters. Vulnerability requires courage. And it, this has got to be said every time we talk about vulnerability because vulnerability is remaining open to being wrong or even hurt, quite literally by definition, with our openness, while knowing that vulnerability is also the key to trust. Trust requires increased knowledge of yourself and others. If I don't know you and you don't know me, can you trust me? Because to really know each other is to know both places where we are trustworthy Here's the here's the big part and places where we aren't. And we are all both trustworthy and untrustworthy. A mission we can trust comes from a leader we can trust. Do you know these kinds of leaders? These are people who have a strong sense of who they are and are willing to let us see them. They are not defined by us, but they are willing to change for us. And that takes more courage and maturity than takes so much courage. And contrary to popular belief, vulnerability is not the foundation of trust. It's not the foundation. Sacrificial courage is the foundation. The admission that I may have something to change for your sake is at the core of trust. If we were perfect as human beings and it wasn't somehow in our nature to preserve ourselves over others, then courage wouldn't matter. But because we are all flawed and yet wired to hide those flaws, it takes a mountain of courage to admit we must change and actually do it. And once we realize there is something we must change about ourselves for the sake of others, it takes a warrior's courage to admit it to someone and then begin to change. No qualifications, no expected reciprocity, just editing. That is what vulnerability is all about. And that begins with the deepest courage we have ever seen. But it's not only a courageously vulnerable leader, but a courageously selfish mission that is the only mission we can trust. As soon as we lose sight of the question for whose sake in the construction of any mission, we lose trust.
We may not like it, but we can trust it. At least the great ones out there will. It takes courage to put another person first or even to consider it. It takes courage to pay attention to the least of these in the world because there is no guarantee of an immediate payoff. And as I have often discussed with our friends from the kindness games, it can be downright dangerous to be kind, to love, and to show compassion. And yet, we must. And we must muster the courage to choose and define a mission that we will be about service to others, even the hardest ones. The coworkers and managers who drive us crazy, a service and mission like that will require a leader with a character rooted deeply in development, in learning, in editing, and in a clear identity and purpose. A mission we can trust comes from a leader with an unprecedented character. And that is the last thing I wanted to talk about. The deepest character being a person who knows themselves and is continually working to see others more effectively. When it comes to working on and serving for the sake of a mission that aligns with you, we have to face the reality that we probably don't trust a mission alone. But what we actually trust is a mission that comes from a leader in whom we have enough trust and faith to follow. And it is nearly impossible to trust a mission that comes from a leader who is inconsistent disconnected or isn't doing the work to be clear and also remain connected to the people within their influence. And as we said last week, trust isn't only about integrity and doing what we say we will do, but also about permeability and a willingness on the part of the leader to be both consistent and willing to change. And that change process will involve the courage to be both clear and even controversial, but also willing to hear and to remain willing to edit and to humble ourselves until we breathe our last breath. Consistency and courage are not enough. Trust isn't built by simply being consistent and being courageous. Trust is built through consistent and courageous mission that comes from a leader with the deepest and most intentional character. People who treat us consistently badly are not trustworthy. <laughs> They're just not, but they may be consistent. Consistently mean and manipulative does not lead to effectiveness. Trust and effectiveness at a whole other level requires consistency and more. It requires a consistent beating of that mission drum, an unprecedented level of courage to go against the grain of culture that says what matters is only our individual liberty and choice and to move toward a world-changing character. And a leader we can trust is not only a leader we will like every, is not a leader we will like every day, but is a leader who we will trust enough and mission we believe in enough to make the choice to take the fall into that mission and make it our own. And whenever you see a life-changing world or world-changing organization for the long haul. There is a leader at the top who is clear and connected, humble in editing, and who we see and is seeing and seeking to see us. These are unfortunately more than rare than I wish. Our goal at Wild Leaders is to prepare a generation of courageous and sacrificial leaders, but I would say it this way too. We need great humans. We need great humans. We need more of them. We need to develop them. We need to invest in them. You know them when you see them. You might be one of these or on the road to getting there. And that is my hope that we would fulfill, we would fill the world with incredible leader options. Leaders who are courageous, clear and convicted and just as important, listening and editing and changing, not for the sake of change, but for the sake of those within their care. These leaders aren't perfect. They really aren't perfect. In fact, they do things wrong, but maybe that's the point. They are strong and they must be humble. And our organizations are full of them, those who are ready to lead and with courage and a sacrificial character who know there is something to learn and to change if only we would pay attention to see them invest in them. A mission we can trust comes from a leader we can trust. That's where it starts. Consistency, courage, and character. A pattern that is worth repeating. A courage to see another. A character we will follow. Good golly, let's...
Let's fill the world with human beings that are leaders like that. And let's help each other be those leaders. And let's keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening to this Wild Conversation. To join our live Wild Conversation on Fridays, visit our website at wildleaders.org backslash wild conversation. And subscribe to this podcast for regular whole and intentional leader development conversations. Have a great day.